Welcome to Your Drone Questions Answered. I am David Young, founder of Drone Launch Academy, filling in for John. And today we are answering the question, how are drones being used for cell tower inspections and how to do a cell tower inspection with a drone? So today's guest to answer that is Sam McGuire from FieldSync. Please welcome Sam. Sam, why don't you give me your two second spiel on your background experience with drones and cell towers? I know you're uh, super qualified to answer this question, but let everybody know uh, your background. Sure, yeah. So back in 2016, after a, a gap year, my brother and I got into climbing cell towers and doing inspections for American Tower Corp as kind of just a way to refill our bank accounts after an adventure. And uh, we, we both kind of burned out on the road. I wanted to get back into technology. He wanted to get back into the energy sector. And we both kind of fell into the drone side of things. And then over the last few years, I've worked with or partnered with everybody in the space that's doing anything with drones as it relates to towers. And we just kind of found that if you look at the way the market's evolving, getting this technology into the hands of traditional technicians and starting to meld the traditional workforce with this new tool is probably the biggest opportunity for the space. So we've been working with end customers from across the supply chain to figure out what is that use case. And then how do you go out and tailor the workflows to get that data, to get it across the, the finish line? Yeah. Awesome. So you've been doing cell towers and drones for a long time. I mean, basically since drones became more popular, you know, back in yeah, the I guess. You know, I didn't know much about them when we were climbing, but then as soon as we both decided to to get back off the road for a little while, I was coming in right as the the initial upswing was taking place. So, like Nate, the uh, organization we just did the expo with, we tell everybody what we, Nate is, so they know. Yeah, so Nate is uh, the infrastructure communications infrastructure contractors association. So. It's pretty much a, it's a lobbying organization and a representation for everybody in that kind of sector on the Hill in Washington. They do a lot with education across the industry, big advocates of safety. And we've worked with them really closely since the year I got into the business. And that committee that we had for, for the UAS ops was like eight people around a table at the on it, right? Yeah. That's the first year I had joined it. Now we're, we have over. 45 people on the roster. It's every major telecom carrier. It's every major tower co. It's all the engineering firms and digital twin companies. So it's been fun to watch the whole space evolve just a, just a few years ago. Yeah, that's awesome. So you're, you're real deep into, into this industry and how everything works. So for our question, how are drones being used for cell tower inspections? Maybe you can give us a little kind of before and after like, hey, when you were climbing originally, what was it like and what did you look for and all that stuff? And then now that you have a drone that you can use, how does that change things and, and how is it being used? Yeah. So when we were climbing, you can get a lot of amazing data on tower, but you are kind of limited to the perspective of the climb path. And so when we initially got into the space, everybody was still trying to figure out what was going to be the approach and the end deliverables. There is an immense amount of value to just going out and conducting a flight. So you understand what climbers will operate, what kind of conditions they're going to operate in. If there are already deficiencies that could impact the safety of elevated work. And then obviously you get a ton of amazing visual data from top to bottom 360 versus just a singular climb path. So just the 2D analytics side of it is pretty powerful. But over the last few years, the concept of this digital twin and flying for a photogrammetric workflow has evolved in a really exciting way. So right now you probably see the industry split between the two. So guys are either going out for a solid 2D visual assessment to confirm items they might have in legacy documents, or they're going out and kind of setting a baseline for that asset by doing a full digital twin flight, 
processing it, analyzing it, and then going back to end customer, whoever that might be with a huge suite of analytics on the asset. Yeah. And when you say 2D, you mean just like going up, snapping some photos of what's up on the tower? Yeah. Just kind of raw JPEG, take a look, get some great context, and then probably answer the questions you need to. Yeah. Now, for people who are unfamiliar with towers, can you give an example of like when you were out climbing towers and you were, sp you were going up there to look at stuff, what were you inspecting? Were you looking at like the equipment that was on there? Were you looking for like damage to the tower? Like what is it that e someone even climbs up a tower for to go look at? Sure. Yeah. So there's a, a group, the standards body in the industry is the telecommunications industry association. We call it TIA and they have a, a standard called the 222 and that kind of governs exactly what we're looking for as it relates to condition and maintenance on an asset. So you're looking for loose connections, bent members, things that would impact safety, things that may have a negative impact on the tenants, which would be all your carriers. And so we'd be up there taking a look, you know, climbing the climb path and then looking to each connecting point to make sure everything is snug or documenting any kind of defects, which could be you know, damage to a steel member, but it could be rust because you're near the coast and it's a, an older steel structure. But I think when you look at today versus back then, the single biggest benefit is the safety side of it. When you just think about the ability to launch a flight prior to climbing and seeing what the, the safety climb facilities look like at the top. So oftentimes you have, you, you're hooking into a three eighths inch cable at the base of the tower, and then you're connected at the chest for that. A lot of times you'll get to the top of a really tall tower where you couldn't have assessed it from the ground and maybe you've had an obstruction or maybe you're seeing that there is some, some corrosion on that top appurtenance, the terminator that kind of keeps you safe and connected to the tower. Like I think that's that, supposed to be holding you safely to the tower is like potentially yeah. compromised and you don't even realize it. Yeah, definitely. And, and you just see that a lot. There's, you know, you have a 500 foot span that you're, you're ascending. There's a lot of things that could happen. You even just basic things like obstructing a climb, right? If a carrier, let's say it's AT&T does an installation, sometimes you'll see the mount gets installed over that wire. So then when you get oh. to that point on the tower, you have to then go onto a safety climb. So you're, you have these hooks that you are connected to the back of your harness and you have to ascend past that obstruction and then get back onto that cable. Mm. Is that like you're so, then having you know, on a cable, you're now like attaching yourself to the structure, to the tower to get around that thing? Right. Yep. Mm -hmm. I'm assuming that so slows still, you down quite a bit. It's a slowdown, but you also just, the, as much as you can avoid going off of a safety climb system, the better, yeah. right? So there's, there's an exciting amount of interest in using drones to very specifically home in on how do we assess and maintain those safety climb systems and, and just keep contractors safe when they're off the ground, you know? Very cool. So, so you're looking for like, you know, like damage to the structure and, and loose connections, you said all that stuff. And, and what was the, you said there was a committee that came up with kind of like a standard. So what was that standard again? It's the TIA 222. So it, it essentially has a, has a section, a lot of different sections that govern a lot of different approaches to analysis on a structure, but there's one that is very specific to assessing the structure on a rotation. So every three to five years, every tower in America is supposed to get inspected which is, you know, somewhere in like the 40,000 towers a year, kind of a number, um, which means that it's not super high volume workflow that could benefit a lot from all the things we're seeing from an efficiency gain perspective with drones, which is super nice. exciting. Yeah. We'll link that uh, document or resource up in case anybody really wants to nerd out on the specifics, uh, we'll sure. put it on, our, yeah. we'll put it on the, the, um, right up to this episode. Awesome.
what is like the, the process beginning to end for someone to use a drone to let's say create a, a digital twin of a cell tower I'm, i know you, it's gonna maybe take too long to go into every little specific detail but as best as you can maybe start to finish what does that process look like for someone who's never done it before yeah so I, so one of the things that is uh obviously huge off the bat is getting compliant with all of the potential network operators. So every carrier and tower co has different requirements from the way that you approach access to the site, the insurance you have to cover, you name it, right? So that's first and foremost for anybody that wants to get into the space is making sure that you understand what kind of documentation and training and everything you have to have to be able to be on site. And we're building that out with Nate. So we'll have some best practices stuff that we'll be able to share as well. But then on site actually, as it's all evolved and the hardware has gotten more advanced and automated flight has gotten more sophisticated, flying a, a structure has become a lot easier compared to five, six years ago. There are a lot of teams out there like the guys at DroneLink who can help you really streamline the approach to flight where take the manual concept out of it almost completely outside of telling it where the center of the tower is, maybe telling it where different elevations of antennas might be, and then telling you where hazards and flight floors might need to exist. And then like you a big push tree a button. next to the tower that would get in your way. Tree, power lines, buildings, a lot of, you know, stuff that's out there, just out there in the wild. And then after that, it's really making sure that what you're seeing from the drone's focal point is staying centered on the structure and the data quality that's going to come off of that flight is strong, but there's a lot of work being done and a lot of research over the last few years around getting into a place where you know the angles and the overlap and the flight parameters to really comprehensively get this done. And I think that's become an easier day over day just because there's a lot more eyeballs on it than there were five years ago. And then once you get all that data, which is basically just a collection of tons of photos from a bunch of different angles, right? How does that then turn into a digital twin? What's that process like? Yeah. Or is there any specific software you use? So a lot of the primary photogrammetry engines that have seen their user bases as it relates to the tower industry grow a lot over the years. I think early on horizontal flight and, and rendering for orthos and other different kind of 3D analytics was much easier than the vertical side of things with telecommunication sector and then energy infrastructure, transmission towers and things like that. Vertical renderings have gotten a lot better. So a lot of these off-the-shelf photogrammetry tools do have options for towers nowadays. I think for the for the broader UAS pilot community, there are probably a lot of folks out there that already have, you know, contracts with end customers who are providing that kind of thing. So there's kind of two different routes you can go. One is you become part of the operations out there and you're you learn the flight path. You're given a, a ton of towers to go scan. And then there's kind of the turnkey, which would be getting that done, but then also getting involved on the photogrammetry side as well. Gotcha. And so for instance, like drone deploy, Pix4D, uh, do those all have like tower options? Yeah. And they're continuing to get better. Pix4D has one called Inspect that it's gotten pretty sophisticated. I think another indication that the tower sector's becoming a pretty significant focal point for the UAS community and yeah. all the end users are starting to really see the benefit of having additional context compared to just a climb back in the day. Yeah. Cool. Well, I mean, I think that wraps it up for us. It's a great overview and drop some great knowledge about towers and drones. So we'll have a write-up on this and include some links to all the stuff you mentioned. But just wanted to say thanks, Sam, for coming on and letting us know. Awesome. Thanks for having me.